This episode is brought to you by the five keys to organic social media webinar by Wander Creative. This webinar will guide you through many of the points to consider when navigating the complex world of social media. Welcome to the Wander Creative Podcast, your guide to digital marketing. We'll be talking about everything from organic social media to paid advertising, as well as many other topics. So join us as we journey through the ever-changing world of digital marketing. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, everyone. Uh, This is Dan Russo here, the director of digital marketing. Changing it up a little today. Yeah, I know, Matt's always the one coming in. Yeah, and then I'm here, joined here by Monica and Matt. So Hey, hey. um, Very excited to be here with you guys. Uh, It's an honor. Always excited to be with you guys, the listeners. Um, Today, I have the distinct privilege of talking with Matt and Monica, but I'll be mostly talking to Matt, um, just about navigating a small business, what that's been like as the CEO and um, business owner of Wander Creative. Uh, So kind of just, I'd love to dive right in if you're good. Yeah, let's go. I've, I've always been intrigued to know just like what was the driving force behind you starting a small business? Like, was there a moment where you were like, <laughs> I'm already know? so excited. I know, me too. <laughs> um, Matt's a storyteller for those who, I, I think that's the start. I mean, your marketing is telling a story. And yeah, you, yeah, true. no, that's true. Matt's got some stories. <laughs> so, can, can I be 100% honest and transparent? I feel like most people who are in small business or entrepreneurship, they, you know, they go to school for it. They, um, it's something that they've always kind of wanted to do. And if I'm being completely honest, I kind of got here by accident. <laughs> um, nice. Amazing. It literally was a moment of, I was sitting at a, um, at a previous job. Actually, I consider it the only real job I've ever had right out of college. And it was a job that I just didn't like. I really wasn't enjoying, um, I loved the people that I worked with. I loved the the projects that we got to work with. I just didn't love the actual work itself, which that's mm-hmm. always a problem. It's important. Yeah, yeah you yeah. know. <laughs> and so I I started kind of thinking like, well, what what else would I want to do? And nothing really came to my mind. I, I was like, well, I don't really know. I was like, I guess like, I, I like taking photos. I like making videos. I like writing all these things but i don't really know how that actually goes together into something that i can make a living off of and so um as i was kind of pondering it and and thinking through it's like well maybe i'll just go do some freelance uh design or photography or something for a little bit and and see where that takes me and so left full-time job went freelance for a while and then it just kind of started to snowball from there so Honestly, I, I never thought that it would ever even get bigger than just myself and, and as a freelancer. Um, but, you know, here we are 10 years later and, um, you know, small staff and all of that fun. And it, it's a small business. Who yeah. knew? That's, that's wild to me. Crazy. And I think one thing that's like, that's really interesting to me is, I mean, you have, for those who are freelance who are listening, no, it's, it's a different world, you know, to go from... Uh, from that kind of guaranteed paycheck every mm-hmm. two weeks, every week, whatever, 
to, you know, I'm just going to kind of run my own business. Um, that's risky. So, so for those who are listening, who might be interested in starting a small business, who might've started their own, who might be doing freelance, you know, what are some of the risks you would tell them to watch out for as you've kind of taken that plunge, as you've taken those risks, what would you warn other business owners about? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot. I feel like, especially if you are just starting out, if you're right now a sole proprietor or a, um, a solo freelancer, um, it's just you, or maybe it's you and one other person. A lot of those early days are all about, um, personal relationships. It, it's a lot about your personal reputation. And so I, I would just say, know who you are, know, have a vision and develop very strong brand guide and brand pillars around your personal reputation and what you want people to think of you as, and then immediately start putting policies in place. Even, um, even if it seems ridiculous that you're like, am I basically writing policies and an employee handbook and I'm literally the only one on the payroll? Yeah, that seems silly at the moment, but as soon as you start to add that second, third, fourth, fifth piece, mm -hmm. then that onboarding process suddenly becomes quicker. Um, just having that vision and that synergy as a team becomes quicker. You know what pieces you need to put in place in terms of personnel, in terms of um, I need to make this acquisition, whether it's inventory or tools or equipment, all of like you, you just start to have more of a clear vision. Um, and so I, I would say that that risk of not knowing or not having a, an end goal or not, not even have to have an end goal, but more so just that, that you have an objective that you're working towards. The risk is not having that. Um, and so you definitely put that in place as soon as you possibly can. I feel like it was really only, it was probably about five years in that I started to really take that seriously. And I started to see Wander grow pretty quickly after that just because it gives you, it gives you something to chase after and it gives your team something to chase after as well. Yeah. I think that's awesome. I mean, that kind of makes me think of like, if I hear what you're saying correctly, like build your business as if it's already a business mm -hmm. before it becomes a business. Yeah. yeah so before exactly. you start adding people to it, have those things in place, have those tools in place, this, the pillars, the, um, even the kind of more functional tools in place Yeah, to help you grow it. Um, mm -hmm. I know that's, that's exactly it. And no, I would say the other thing too is, um, cash flow is always a beast. Yeah. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> you know, I think that's one of the things that gets romanticized yeah. about owning a business or, or working for yourself is, um, mm. is just the fact that, you know, you, you hear all these random stories of people buying Lamborghinis and <laughs> like going on vacations to Europe. And I, maybe I'm doing it wrong. I don't know, <laughs> but that definitely is not reality. Mm -hmm. Um, but you do have, so you do, basically you just have to keep a, a really close eye on all right, here's how much, I mean, it's just like any, like your personal budget. Like you have to know how much money is coming in, how much money is going out and, um, and knowing when to, or when you can expect more money to come in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, managing budgets have, managing budgets is something that everyone business owner or not 
deals with, you know, but here you're managing budgets, you're managing projects and you're managing staff. Um, so when was kind of a moment that you realize even within the managing staff portion of things, like, Hey, I think I have a knack for managing people. I think I have the ability to, um, lead different people in different roles. Was there a moment that you kind of felt like I have that skill? Yeah, it's it's kind of a tough question because I feel like it's it's a skill that I even still to this day am learning, and probably until the day that I retire, will still be learning. Um, just because you you deal with so many different types of personalities, and um, you have to know that balance of pressing in to get stuff done, but also being able to have a relationship so that people want to work with you and for you and, and just be around you. Um, and so it, it really is, I, I always equate it to servant leadership and leading by example. Um, those are two things that I really firmly believe in is if you, it kind of goes back to what I said just a couple of minutes ago, if you have that vision and you know what you're working towards, and you can then outline it to others well, and you can articulate it to others, then other people are going to buy into that. And, and that synergy is going to, to carry the entire team. And if people see that you have that vision and you can have enough personal equity within the relationships of your team for them to be able to buy into that, then I think that that's going to be the best kind of, motivator in managing people. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I think something that stood out to me, even kind of going back a question when you were saying with cash flow, like the, the Lamborghinis, the, you know, stuff like that. That's not, that's maybe the top 0.5% of business owners, oh, but yeah. that's not just like the normal deal, but kind of on the flip side of that, what was, what, what has been the most, uh, well, first let's go off into like, the first payoff moment, hmm. but then kind of a, a follow-up to that is not necessarily on the monetary side of things, but what's the most rewarding thing. So that might be kind of, you know, a different angle, but first off, what was the first payoff moment? The first, and then the next one would be what is rewarding about um, leading a business? Yeah. So for those, for those of you who listened to episode one of this podcast, uh, I kind of alluded to the fact that year one of Wander being in existence, um, our revenue for the year was under $3,000. And that's not for the month. That's not for the week. That was literally <laughs> for the year. Um, so, I mean, you do the math. That's You probably can't even go eat McDonald's every single day and spend less than $3,000. So <laughs> that first year and it kind of was by design. Um, you know, I, I moved in with my parents for that first year. I, um, basically said, this is a learning year. I have no idea really what I'm doing. I just want to, to get better at my craft and to be able to, um, to kind of set that vision that I just talked about, um, a couple of minutes ago. And in that year, I started thinking through, um, I, I vividly remember a one night sitting awake and being like, okay, how I can't live with my parents forever. How do I actually make money? How do I turn this into a profitable thing? Or at what point do I say, cool, that was fun. I tried it. 
let's move on to mm-hmm. uh, whatever is next. And so I guess that big payoff moment was, um, you know, shortly after that moment, um, I was able to, to land a couple of big projects and a couple of big accounts. And even then it was still a risk. I, you know, my parents live in Texas and so I was living in Texas. Uh, I went to school uh, at college here in Nashville, Tennessee, and really right after that first year, I decided I'm going to move back to Nashville because some of those projects were in Nashville. Um, and at the time, you know, like I said, I just gotten off a year where we made $3,000 of revenue. And so in my mind, I'm like, I am crazy for signing a lease without like for a house without knowing exactly how I'm going to pay for it. But that payoff moment was the fact that I was able to fulfill that lease and didn't get kicked out of that lease. So I would say that was the very first payoff moment (laughs) was actually being able to put a roof over my head. Oh, that's huge. (laughs) Going from the $3,000 revenue to, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You now have a life. That's crazy. uh, Like I feel like that. Speaking of risks to watch out for. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that says so much because like even just taking that step, I cannot imagine like, Ooh, I, I mean, even going I feel like from it takes a like a person who ha- like I feel like you just have to have that, you know? Yeah. Because I cannot imagine myself being like, all right, I'm gonna move back to a state that's expensive right. and uncertain and yeah. hope for the best. Like, well, coming from two people who have paychecks, you know, it's mm-hmm. like we are exactly, doing that, yeah, that life. Um, so, and I think to Matt, to your praise a little, like that's the kind of person it takes to be a business leader as Mm -hmm. someone who's like willing to like kind of fearfully step into, you know, what that freelance life is like initially or kind of in reality, freelance is a small business ownership. You're just owning yourself. And uh, so I think that's comforting as someone, you know, working in a company. We know we're working for someone who is willing to like step out and take those risks and those risks lead to, you know, big payoff moments, rewarding moments. Um, so kind of in that, what what's a, a, a quick rewarding thing um, about um, entrepreneurship for you? Like what's something that's... Yeah, I mean, I guess just being able to see something that I had a hand in building impacting the world around me. Um, you know, we definitely... We are a small team, um, but a lot of the accounts that, that we get to work on have a decent footprint and a decent impact in the world. And so I think that kind of being able to see how, you know, some of the, the social media management accounts that we have are, are for nationally recognized artists and being able to see, oh, like this post that we made is impacting culture around us or this book that we helped uh, promote and we helped bring to market is enriching people's lives or this film is literally trending on, on Netflix right now. And and we got to help make that and market that and bring it to market and, and different things like that. I think just seeing that, that footprint and, and being able to, to be a part of something that, that is making an impact in, in culture and, and on people's lives individually. It's wild to me. I mean, it's it's crazy to me, like you said, the impact that we do. And, you know, something we've discussed to 
companies were maybe doing business with, maybe we're pitching to, um, is that we are a purpose-driven company that likes to work with purpose-driven brands. Um, and that impact is huge. Uh, but, you know, with that, it's like there are um, – that's, that's just, that's a mission that I love to go into work knowing, hmm. you know, even like on my advertising side of things, like the money we spend for our clients, um, are oftentimes in the faith based world, you know, kind of going out to spread that good news, um, hmm. or to, um, just do various different, uh, reaching out to different corners of the globe. Hmm. And I think that's wild to not just be spending money to get p- people to buy mustard, which that's cool. Right. But it's not actually cool. But people like, really like it's, mustard. You know, yeah, it's Come fine. on, it's don't discount good. that. It's all good. Um, so for those who are interested in starting a small business, what is one piece of advice that you would say, that's a must-have, you know, if you're wanting to start this business, um, what's been something that's been really pivotal for you as a business owner? I think it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier is, is having that vision, putting those processes in place and really surrounding yourself by um, some type of mentor, whether that's a business coach or um, maybe a business partner or some don't, don't just do it alone. Basically is what I'm getting at is you need, you need to be able to have those sounding boards to be able to say, Hey, I really need your advice on this or, Hey, I'm, I'm having trouble in this area. How do I get better? And that mentorship, that business partnership, that that business coach, whatever that might look like for you, is going to help you um, know how to to really go to to jump over that obstacle. Because hopefully, that that mentor, or coach, or, or partner has been through it before. Or if they haven't been through it before they're going to at least be able to bring a different perspective to you and, and let you look at that obstacle in a different way. What would you as a business owner do differently? You know, I think what's important and we've talked about this at our company is to address, you know, to address failure. And we think that failure is also a great thing. Um, and so is success. And it takes mm-hmm. failure oftentimes to learn and to grow and, you know, um, and hopefully we fail so that the listener doesn't have to, you know, in the past, yeah. like we've learned the mistakes not to do and the, in the pitfalls to avoid. But, um, for this sake, what would, what would you do differently starting out in business ownership? I think the main thing I would do differently is, you know, like I said at the very top of this episode was to have processes in place. I feel like I waited way too long to, to put those in. Um, and, it's something that I, I looking back, I, I don't really, I probably just didn't know that that should be a thing that, that needed to be in place. But, um, yeah, I think that doing that differently is, is probably the biggest thing of, of just knowing what that end goal is or knowing what that, that long-term vision is that five, five-year plan, 10-year plan, you know, every, everyone talks about that. Um, but it really is important, like knowing what that plan is and, and then putting together processes to get to that plan. I think not having that is a really big mistake. And it's a mistake that I really didn't have for about five years. Yeah. No, that's, that's huge. And it's awesome that you've learned it. And you know, those, those things are in place now. Those processes Mm -hmm. are in place, those plans. Um, Matt, it's been a pleasure 
to uh, speak with you, Monica. Yeah. Always a pleasure. Been cool. Uh, just always happy to been be here. cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, everyone who's listening, thank you guys so much. We're going to dive into our digital marketing quick tip for, uh, of the day, and uh, we hope to see you guys next time. Today's digital marketing quick tip is to keep learning and growing. Tap into resources from experts in the social media space, such as Michael Hyatt, Donald Miller, and Michael Stelzner with the Social Media Examiner. These and many others can offer valuable industry knowledge that will help you stay updated on the latest news, trends, and strategies. Thanks for listening to the Wander Creative Podcast. We hope that today's episode inspired and equipped you to take on the ever-changing digital marketing landscape. If you missed anything from today's episode, don't worry. We took all of the notes for you. Access this episode's show notes at wandercreative.com slash podcast. And could you also do us a favor? Let us know that you loved this episode by following the Wander Creative Podcast and leaving a positive review on whatever platform you consume podcasts. We'll catch you next time on the Wanna Creative Podcast. And until then, we hope that you make the most out of all that the digital world has to offer you.